Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Gwen Drager. God's so good. You know, uh, as I think about things and pray for us all, I want you to be very aware that there are some things that have, have been happening, you know, over the last couple of years. And I want you to know that as a body and as a family, if you're thinking, where are we pouring more in? And we will always pour into the family of God, always. But God's made some adjustments in us regarding reaching the world. That is our first call. And while we are not all evangelists, it does say, the Bible says in Timothy, to do the work of evangelism and to do the work of an evangelist. So we, you will see in this next while, we will be doing all kinds of things to help you go because you know what? Everybody here is saved. If every person led one person to the Lord. Now, Sakil is doing it for the rest of us. How many this week? Was it five? Two this week, last week seven. We can do this. Amen. And so we want to, so all of these things that we hear about here, we want to take out. You have something to share. You have something to share. Share it. Pray for people. Amen. You know, and when we're talking about bringing people in, I want you to think about something. This morning, I hope you have your seatbelts fastened because there are some things that need adjustment so that we can do this well. And so if you get offended, get ready because there'll probably be more than one opportunity. Amen? We come to church and it's like, welcome to the family of God. Did you know there was a devil? And now that you're saved and you know there's a devil, he's going to be after you for every, every moment that you're awake. He's going to torture you. And then you're going to have all these things kind of happen to you. And by the way, you'll probably face sickness because that's a trial that comes from God. You're going to face so many trials as a believer, you're going to wonder why you joined this crew. And in the next thing, you're going to hear that God is in control. So you don't have any control over what comes your way anyway. And you better just submit to that whole thing because there's a bunch of crazy leaders who just want to control your life and make sure that you live miserable until you finally die and slide under the pearly gate. Oh, and take your money. Welcome to the family. And you wonder why people don't want to get saved. But I can tell you that those things are alive and, and you may not say it out of your mouth, but when you go to move forward, that thing suddenly has birth in your life. Oh, look at what I've given birth to. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I told you, I warned you. James. Chapter 1, verse 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Don't ask your neighbor first. Go to God. Now, sometimes you might need to go to your neighbor, but if your neighbor isn't of God, if your neighbor's not saved, if your neighbor's not a believer, don't ask him. Good morning. We've been going to the world to check out what truth is. If any of you lack wisdom, 
Let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally when he wants to. Because he withholds it until you've done all the right things and you gave your tithe on Sunday morning. And it shall be given to him. Verse 6, but let him ask in faith. That means you've got to believe when you ask, you're going to get it. It's not that complicated. God loves you. You come to him. He's wisdom. He's got it all. He knows it all. You go to that guy and you'll have good time and he'll share with you what to do. He'll give you solutions. It's going to work. And then it says, for he that wavers is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. And as one of the things that God has deposited in my heart is to make you less like a wave and more like the wind of God. Amen. You should not be imitating a wave in any sense. Oh, look, here it comes. Oh, look, there it goes. Oh, look, there it comes. Oh, look where it goes. Come on, folks. We need to be stable in this time. God's not freaking out. He's not weird. He's not having a second thought about making you or making me. And he made you just the way he wanted to. And the world's trying to corrupt that. Hmm? Seatbelt fastened. Are you imitating a wave today? Here comes the wind. See that you be not troubled nor soon shaken in your mind was a reason. You see, we've looked at the signs. And it's, it's, it's in the body. And we didn't even see it. How many times do we get a word and we think, oh, that's this, it means this, it means that, it means the other. And lots of times we've talked about consumer Christianity. And we've said, hey, look, there's consumer Christianity. They had fancy lights. They had nice clothes. Do you know, when I first was doing missionary work, they sent me to Alabama. That was the first place our mission group decided to put me. Now, they said the leader was praying about it, but this was my first time out of my sheltered environment. The first place I landed was LA. The next place they sent me was Alabama. I tell you what, and I went to Mississippi Biloxi, Mississippi, where I don't know how they speak or how I could understand them, but everything is really slow there, just saying, really slow. And I go into a church, and not only are women at the back or sitting nicely, they don't say anything, they can only teach Sunday school because they can't teach men. They can, they can teach a man up till he's like 12, but after that, no go. And all their ushers were matching uh, tunics, like it matched the chairs. Never had I seen this before. Now, I was in the Salvation Army while we were uniform, but this was different. You know, I went in and the chairs happened to be kind of like this purpley color, purpley pink, and, I don't know, dark, you know, kind of the color of your shirt, a little bit lighter than that, but like that. And then their suit, when they got there, they put on this jacket that matched the chairs. Want to be an usher there? But there were only white folk, which was weird, because when I landed there, I thought, I see all kind of different colored people, but there are only white folk in the Southern Baptist Church, thank you very much, and the black church where went to the church on the other side of town. And if you had a mixed church, it was small, and nobody liked them, and everybody criticized them. And this is the environment I went into. I was, I was in shock. I didn't know such a thing existed. And so when I talk about getting thrown into things, and crazy ideas. I've seen a few. People get adapted in, and we get things like consumerism. 
And in the sense that was consumerism of that day. Today we have a different sort. We have the best music, we have the like the thing, we have the thing that's going on. You gotta wear jeans with holes in them. Um, or skinny ones, which no one should wear. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, I don't care who you are, those skinny jeans are just weird. <laughs> now, I don't mind the whole, you know, running shoe thing because really it's very comfortable and much better than high heels, seriously. I looked at men's shoes sometimes and thought, wow, that's, that's sparkles going on. I happened to uh, check on some of the notes that were, were there uh, after I spoke at uh, Embassy on Saturday night and someone said, she's got a real aura about it. I said to Doreen, I said, well, that's because I was wearing a lot of bling, it was shining in the light. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that, you know, and, and we can be who we are and that's just fine. But when it comes with a drive, it becomes consumerism. And what we don't realize is that we have become consumers of a different sort today. And because it's subtle, we don't notice it very much. And today we become consumers of knowledge. The internet is a sure sign of that. But how did it get in the church and how is it different? Well, it's not so, so different, not really. You see, the kind of consuming we have is, is very similar to what Adam had. We want to eat that tree of knowledge. We want to chew it. Look at me, how smart I am. And we've done it to prove truth. Proof but truth, instead of the peace that truth brings. Because we want to be right. And we seek truth for all the wrong reasons. And that's why we don't have it. Because we're not supposed to eat from that tree. We're supposed to come to Jesus. He was right there in the garden. He's right here right now. He says, where are you going to go for wisdom? God. We're going to go to God. Look what's happened in our day. You see the signs of the times, everybody, I mean, everywhere I go, pastor, what do you think? Are we in the end times? Are we in the end times? Look at all the signs. Have you seen all the signs? Did you see the signs? Have you seen the signs? Yeah, I have. And they were there for a warning, not proof of truth. They're there for a warning. So I don't freak out. Don't freak out. This stuff's going to go down. I don't need the sign to prove God's right. There was something about seeking after a sign anyway. Right? What were we supposed to do? Be firm, unshakable, unmovable, abounding. Abounding is a big word. Abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know as your labor. Your labor. And not the kind, well, I'm working this through. I'm on a long journey and I got stuff to work out. Not that kind of work. The work we have today is no different than the work in John 6 where it says, this is the work that you believe on him who is sent. That's the work. Now, come back to the work. How are we going to get there? How are we going to start believing? Well, we're going to have to hear some things differently than we'd heard them before. We're going to have to look different. We're going to have to think different. And we're going to have to realize, I'm not looking for a sign to tell me Jesus is coming. Why? Because I know his voice. And another I will not follow. That's a promise of sheep. That's a sheep promise. And when he comes, he's going to do what? It's a trumpet call. What do you got to do? Hear him. This is my beloved son. Hear him. This is my beloved son. Hear him. Don't look for signs that tell you. They just stuff so you don't freak out.
wars and rumors of wars, see that you be not troubled. I got to my notes there somewhere. <laughs> I just got myself all excited, and you guys look like you're freaking out. Don't freak out. We'll be okay. Amen. <laughs> you'll, you'll be fine. You really will. Where is that verse? Here it is. Psalm 119, verse 165. Great peace. Psalm 119, verse 165. Great peace. Great peace. Have they which love your law. This is my favorite part. Are you ready? You're holding on. And in nothing shall offend them. Like, oh, we live for that day, Jesus. <laughs> I know, right? Look at that. And nothing shall offend them. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Nothing shall, nothing shall offend them. Oh my word. Come on. Hello, well, praise the Lord, Pastor. What a relief. People are offended all the time. You don't have to be. It says in the end day you will, but you don't have to be. You don't have to be. Great peace when you're not proof and truth. When you're not stuck in the consumer of trying to prove everything's right about the Bible. I don't have to do that. Or then I'm right. Exactly. Why do I want everybody to think I'm right? Here's the catch. Watch it close. We were right about the pandemic being weird. Good for you. Are you right about Jesus? Or are you right with Jesus? Good question, Pastor Gwen. Do you have peace where the truth is? Because it says if you have the truth in your heart, you're going to be in love and you're going to be in peace. So what I can see is there's not much love and there's not much peace. Perhaps that truth needs to go in a bit further. Hmm. Full of questions today. Full of questions. I don't want... My belly to be full of apples. I'm not Adam. Jesus died so that I could be purged. So that I'd have access without limitation. So that I could have freedom. So I didn't have to go back. You know, there are people who I, I offended when I was young. There's probably a few since then. <laughs> Maybe a few this morning. I can't fix everything I've done because sometimes I don't even know. Sometimes you don't know. And we don't know what we've done. I've been in that place where somebody was like so offended to go, I I'm sorry, I don't know what I did. I don't, I don't know. But if there's something, let me fix it. Let me fix it. Let me, let me t talk to me. Don't talk to your neighbor about stuff about your friend. If we could get a few of those things right. You know, sometimes we feel awkward in a, you know, in a situation as well. You know, so-and-so has done so-and-so and this and that, and you have this whole big conversation and you never got courage to talk to their face. What's that about? That's grounds for offense and grounds to keep the offense. I think sometimes the reason we don't tell someone we're upset is because then we might find a part in it we're responsible for. Hang on. We'll get to the other side. Amen.
Let's look at the book of John. Chapter 10. We're going to get those apples out of our belly. I know it wasn't apples necessarily in the Garden of Eden. I get it. But, you know, so consumed with eating the tree of knowledge that they forgot that knowledge was standing right there. Mm-mm-mm. He walked with him every day, but didn't obviously talk with him every day. <laughs> and he walks with me, and he talks with me. Amen. I lost the garden because of a craving of truth. The thief cometh not, verse 10, 10, 10. The thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Do we get that really yet? But more importantly, do we get the second part? I'm come that you might have life. And that, oh, there's that abundantly word again. That we might have it more abundantly. That we have it more abundantly. More abundantly. We don't know how to live and we need to learn. We need to learn what loving the truth, Jesus, looks like, how it manifests in ourselves, and the great joy and peace it brings. I'm so glad I'm clean. I'm so glad I don't have to get up here and worry about what I did last night. I didn't do anything weird, but just, you know. I did go to bed and sleep. Apparently, I fall asleep very quickly, right, Doreen? <laughs> Ten, nine, eight, oh, gone. <laughs> Especially on a plane. Partly because I can't move. <laughs> you know, you're strapped in, you know. And then there's lots of oxygen flowing. <laughs> That's it. I'm out. Praise the Lord. I think she can count the times I actually made it down the runway without falling asleep. <laughs> but it's usually because we've been going at things pretty, pretty strong. It's my opportunity to regroup. <laughs> Amen. I used to get on planes and think I'll, I'll bring my work or I'll bring a book and read it. I don't bring them anymore. <laughs> I know better. <laughs> it's just going to take up space in my carry-on. <laughs> if I really want to read my Bible, it's on my phone. So, so yeah, right? Amen. Are you awake today? My goodness, I come back to Canada forgot you guys don't say amen. <laughs> it's okay, you can, you know. You can say, hell, you know, people actually got out of their chairs and were jumping up and down on last Sunday morning. Yeah, welcome to America. Welcome back, Canada. You're smiling, so I think you're listening. <laughs> Praise the <laughs> Lord. <laughs> there you go. Now I know I'm back. <laughs> Did anybody say A? <laughs> I'm back, eh? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Praise the Lord God, you know. We, we shared a few things, and, I, and I'm grateful for Pastor And She shares about, you know, this is life. This is what it looks like when you get in the abundance side. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of abundance. Oh, but, you know, if I love money, it'll, yeah, well, it's the love of money, not, you know, it's not greed. It's not power thrust. Let me tell you, the first time it was, um, what's that guy, Avanzini, John Avanzini. First time I ever heard him live. He's, a, he's an Italian, so we like him. And, you know, if you've ever seen him, he's kind of, he, he fits the bill, kind of short, barrel-chested, you know. But love people. He comes in and says, Brother John just loves you. Give yourself a hug. I think you all look beautiful. It was the first time I'd heard anybody say that in church. <laughs> but that was a while ago. I do all think you look beautiful today. But he shared, you know, he got this panic phone call from his wife. Not panic, but exciting. He phones her up. You know what I just did? I just paid the neighbor's mortgage because we can. And they're not saved. You know, it was, a, it was a payment. It wasn't the whole thing. But we just, we could, one day we could pay the whole thing. Wouldn't that just be a blessing to be like that? I was like. 
Well, that's a good reason to prosper. You see, when you have life abundant, it's not squeaking by. It's not worry land. It's not, oh, you know, here, it must be Alice because I wonder about everything. Um, you know, I, I tell you what, I was in the store a couple of weeks ago, and I was, I was just finishing up paying for, for my stuff in the line, and I see this lady, and she's got, she's obviously elderly, but older than me, <laughs> and more gray hair anyway, and, and she's got cash, not a debit card. And she's pulling it out, and she's counting it. And all right, we have to put that back. We'll keep that. But no, try that. No, can't do that. And I'm like, I look at the cashier, and I go, <laughs> I, I, w I was so upset. And I quickly finish up, and I go over there. I say, put it all through. You don't understand. I go, it doesn't matter. I said, put it all through. Just you know. Because I decided one day that I wasn't going to be offended about prosperity. Because if I was going to let the life of God flow in me, it had to flow everywhere. Not part and parcel. Not a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit, you know, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. That's not abundance. It has to come everywhere. And it certainly isn't prosperity so that I can rack up a bunch of motorcycles, which isn't a bad idea, but, <laughs> but it's not about that. We don't want to be restrained when we see someone in that place. We, went, we never want to have to think twice. We would just want to do that. Yeah. And you know what? There was a day I couldn't have. Yeah. But I'm, it's not that day anymore. But I had to allow God to change my heart in this. Yeah. I thought I wanted to, but really I didn't. You see, that's the challenge. When we talk about life abundant, we often don't talk about what we really want. You see, because we only really do what we want. And sometimes that's a smack in the face. Because you're where you are because you've done what you want. Well, I didn't really want this to happen to me. Well, you stayed in that. Mm -hmm. Why did you stay in that? There was a terrible situation that I was often involved in. And I go, oh, I don't want to do that. But every time I do it because I didn't want to have what happened if I didn't do it. So what I wanted more was not having to deal with the consequence of what happened if I went there and had to deal with that after. Does that make sense? So if I went to this thing, it was always bad, and it was always da 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 and it happened to be an extended family situation, which I didn't like. You know, I, I'm just, I'm not a partying. I don't want to sit there and watch everybody get drunk and high. It's not my bag. And then clean up after. I don't want to do it. I love them all, but I don't want to do it. I want to be there. It's not my thing. But if I didn't go, what I had to pay for afterwards was like, ugh. And I realized one day, you know what? I'd rather pay for ugh than ugh. <laughs> I did what I wanted. And what I want can limit God. Do I really want the Holy Ghost in my life? Do I really want abundance? Do I really want to go to him? when it's easier to phone my friend. I'm talking to like nobody's there, but he is there. And what if he says, you're going to have to let that go and you don't really know what that means? We only do what we want. Do we really want the presence of God? 
or do we just really want enough to get us through this week? Do we really want his healing if it means we have to give something up? I know for me and where healing is concerned, I have to exercise. I don't really care for it. Not a lot. Not much at all. <laughs> if I really want health, I have to change some things. If I really want chocolate more, it won't change. Especially when it comes to french fries. And we're back to talking about food on Sunday morning. <laughs> oh my goodness, poutine. And <laughs> you see what I mean? We only do what we want. If I want to be healthy, I have to make changes. You know, God heal me. I did wrong, but you know, you forgive me anyway. That, how is that different than going out and know, knowingly sinning and then hoping grace covers the mess? Good morning, everybody. We were going somewhere, I think so. <laughs> Where were we going? Oh, here's we go. We're going to go now. Well, you got the sort of idea about living. Just go over, over a couple more pages. We're going to go to uh, John 14. This is a verse people get real hung in. They have a lot of issues. So we're going to talk about the issues. And we're going to get through, and we're going to be okay on the other side, right? Amen. John 14, 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, this is an oath. When, when the Bible says verily, verily in King James, it means this is an oath. You can stand by it. It's the truth. This is like covenant words. He that believes, we talked about what that means. Believing is a choice based probably on what you want. The works that I do, he shall do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And everybody gets hung up and stops there. I'm going to do greater works. Really? Good. Is it promise? Great. How are you going to get there? You're going to keep doing what you've always done? Or are you going to do something different to get there? You're going to believe different? Because it comes back to what you believe. Comes back to what you're filled with. Where are you going? Is it for your own good? Sometimes when we travel, things happen, you know, and they say, and they, they take me and say, how does the power of God work through you? I go, I don't really know. <laughs> Except this is what I do know. When other people are partying, I'm not. Pretty simple. Why do you pull yourself away? That's why. Because at the end of the day, there's something burning inside me. I have a short time in this earth to make a difference. A short time. We all have a short time. But I think I'm already halfway there. I don't know how mobile I'll be forever. I look at people and I think, I don't want old age to become a thing hanging over my head, especially when I, I see sister over there still nursing it in her other years <laughs> or, or her over years. I see the health, I see the strength. And I think to myself, I want to make every day count. Does that mean I'll miss some things? Yeah, but not that much. Because I don't miss things. And you see that 
that concept of loss. Here we go. Come on, folks. We have preached a lost gospel the wrong way. I count all things but loss, but done, but I must serve. And we get this loss factor hanging on. And, and it hangs on the body of Christ as another consumer point. We'll all get in the ditch together. We'll get our crosses. We'll cry a bunch and feel, you know, so glad at Celebration Life. They've got lots of boxes of tissues. <laughs> and, and we'll all cry. And surely if we do this thing and we bear the burden of the Lord. Come on. I don't consider it. Neither did Paul. He didn't give two cents to the suffering or the fellowship thereof. He didn't have to get on a cross. It was done once and for all for everyone. There's no proof of truth in that. Look how good I serve Jesus. Look how I suffer was not the word. The power of God moves with yielding. I don't go around thinking I've lost anything. Not once. It doesn't feel like a price. And yet sometimes we talk about it like it's a price. And I think... Perhaps we've misled by using those words. Count the cost of what it's going to take to serve the Lord. And we make a list of all the terrible things that might happen. Terrible things like, well, you might have to let go of that bad want. You might have to love someone you didn't want to. That's a big one. But what about giving more time? Oh, that was really the issue, wasn't it? The issue was really time. It's my time. I have never seen a generation that valued time so wrong. And the selfishness that has swept around time and anchored people in their past and, and then therefore anchoring them from what they could do in the future because time is being held wrong in their heart. Right? This is my time. I need to take care of myself. Well, don't you think God's able to take care of you? Hmm. He does a much better job than I can, even of me, if I listen How does the power flow? Well, I had to allow him to adjust how I see people, how I work with them, realizing I'm never the fixer, but that he can and wants to and loves to. Hmm. Greater works will happen as we yield. And verse 13, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And I remember Sister Gladdy coming to this verse 14 and sitting down with me one day and she said, if you could get this, sister, if you can really get this in your heart, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And, and I realized, and she sat me down at her table in her dining room table and she sat there with me and she opened her Bible and she, she continued to preach this to me for probably half an hour. And she told me how one day she had, her glasses had fallen apart and she, because you can't, if your glasses thing comes 
off and you have one pair, you can't see to find the screw that fell out. Especially when your eyes aren't that good. And she quoted the scripture and she was holding her glasses and she, now her glasses were fine. And so she began, the scripture came up in her heart and she says, I'm telling you, sister, I said, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. And if it's not there, I'll make it there. And she prayed and that screw was right under her finger. I don't know if it was there before, but it was there then and she was able to put it in without glasses on and fix her glasses. A little tiny screw for her glasses. She goes, it's that simple. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> and I think about it. It's that simple. And you see, there's many things that Holy Spirit's calling us to. And it's just that simple. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. You see, sometimes with the, where the hang-up is in verse 12 is that we become so focused on the I, we forget that he is I am. Amen. And if the I am is really in you and really in me, absolutely, lots of things get done. Lots of things get done. And then we begin to ask, oh, and his will becomes so, so easy to see. We go, this is abundant life. It just works. It's just easy. It's just easy. It's easy to be free. It's easy to be happy. It's easy to be joyful. There are days when I, I wake up and think, mm -hmm. feels difficult today. And sometimes it's because when I'm praying, I, I sense the difficulty of others. And I've said to the Lord, I wish I could change some of that. That's like, how did that come out of my mouth? But it was in my heart. And you think that sounds pretty good, but it isn't good. It isn't belief. Wishing isn't believing. And so I said, God, you have to change me so that I can get past wishing into yielding so that your thing will work through me. Without me determining before I get there. This is what it's going to look like. And there's days I think, I get frustrated because, you know, the prophetic part of me wants to get to the end before it has the beginning. <laughs> so you folks who are prophetic can understand. And then this, this verse, you see, I, I, I love the word of God. Say, I love the word of God. Mm -hmm. Next verse, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. I'm like, how did that get in there? You ever thought that? Well, that's a, a strange sort of role. Oh, you'll do greater things. Ask anything in my name. If you love me, keep my commandments. Because faith works by love. Hello. I was like, oh, let the penny drop. Faith works by love. Faith works by love. Faith works. I know when I stay in the love place, I don't have a doubt. Goliath, come here. You know. Come on now. When, I, when I'm in love, I, have, I know it'll be done. I know Jesus loves me, but sometimes I have to remind myself how much. What's abundant life look like? What's abundance? What's, what's living on the other side of the cross look like? He didn't stay there. Why should I? Go camp out at the cross. No, he didn't stay there. You know, all this, uh, I can remember the first time I, I went to pray for somebody at the Estes to come and pray for this gal and... She had, it was the most unusual, I've seen some unusual things, and I hope you don't mind if I share those things, but you know, sometimes the devil does mean things. 
And this girl was kind of frozen. It was demonic. She was just frozen. And like, in, it wasn't shock. There was nothing physically they could determine. She was just like, I just standing there. Hmm? I don't know how they get my number for one, but they did, and they called me, and I go. And I go into her place, and she had a little apartment. And there is this like sacred heart Jesus. Does anybody know what that's? I'm like, it's about this tall. Had it on her shelf. Like the ugliest thing I ever did see in my life. And it's like it's a, a statue of Jesus with his heart coming. Mind you, the heart shaped like like a heart we draw, you know. You know what I'm talking about? Like a little like the two ice cream cones put together. <laughs> you know, and and like and he's like this, and his clothes are ripped. And then there's a little ice cream heart. And then blood pouring all down him. I'm like, I, you know, can we move that thing out of here? Because it's weird. <laughs> but she's still a stonied. I'm like, I have not seen anything like this in my life. I, I it was, you know, first time for everything. And this was Canada. I thought I should add that. Not not Porco, up the where the French part is over there and that side mountain Blue Mountain Highway up there and, and I'm like I'm like well we're just gonna do what the word says we're gonna pray we're gonna cast out devils because I think it's a devil come out in Jesus name and that was it, it was over I was like well that was interesting more <laughs> it was like just like that I thought she'd been standing there for hours <laughs> one quick mm, and it was and she was free. And so I said, let's get rid of the idols of your house. She'd been bound to this thing and calling to it and lighting candles to it. Can we get rid of that stuff? Do you mind? Oh, she goes, that's I never saw it like that. That's horrible. Yeah, it is. She got rid of them all, put them in a box, put them in the garbage. Hey, man. You know, we see some interesting things. <laughs> Pastors and whatever as I've traveled. That was definitely in the weird category. Abundant life. He's not of the cross. Why are we? Why are we stopped there? Well, we're looking. We're going, my goodness, if I cross to the other side, I might lose some friends. Well, you might gain a whole family. A family who loves you no matter what. And we might fuss sometimes, but, you know, even growing up in my family, sometimes we like, but it's family. We might fight inside, but don't you come from the outside. <laughs> I can remember my dad one time, he was, I, I had done something and it wasn't good. And he stood, but when we got home, <laughs> there was some straightening out to do. But at that time, that's my daughter, you live around, you want to talk to my daughter, you go through me. I'm like, yeah. But when I got home, I got the straight talk. <laughs> we family. Family God stands together. And when the world comes, you'll find out how quickly your pastor will stand in front of him. I've stood in front of a gun twice to protect one, one was a prostitute. She wasn't even saying. I stood between her and the gun. Another time, a person with a gun came in our congregation. Never ever think that your pastor, just because you don't see what we do, doesn't mean we do. We believe and we love. And it may not come in the dose you want. But I learned this one thing. I don't get, go to McDonald's and expect a Frosty either. <laughs> Their ice cream machines never work anyway. 
Keep praying. <laughs> Verse 16 is coming. <laughs> I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. See, it's a good thing. Amen. And he may abide with you forever. And that kind of abiding will get you through. You see, there's a lot of things that are wrong and a lot of things that we get obsessed with information. We get obsessed with being right. We get obsessed with knowing the truth. I think education's great, but keep it in its right place. Go to the right source. Trust the people that God put. I, I said this, you know, if, if you really believe God set you here, and I believe many of you feel that way. If you believe God set you here, then there's something God's put in us to work together. We need you. You need us. And if you come here and, and, and bless the Lord, we know that the healing anointing is very strong here. Deliverance anointing very strong here. God's good that way, but it's not going to come in necessarily the package that you were hoping for. <laughs> Amen. Some of you didn't know that the pastor might ride a motorcycle or that the pastor, this one had MS and is delivered, or this one had that, or that one had that. And does it really matter at the end of the day? You may not like the packaging, but God, we, we go to our knees. We cry out to God. We cry out for his words to flow through us. This is how we pray for you. So we say, it doesn't matter how the packaging comes. Amen? I said, at least we're not KFC serving chicken here. Where's the beef? <laughs> oh, dear Jesus, we're back to food. Even the spirit of truth. <laughs> you better pray for that comforter to come quick. Amen. Oh, wait, he already did. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, the, the tanglements. I just, I got so many things going on inside. And just about, you know, I think sometimes we're just funny. You know, we're just going to tarry for the Holy Ghost to come. Well, he did. Tearing's done. Tearing's done. The only one waiting is you. <laughs> if you're not filled, it's not his problem. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Better not. Better just keep going, Pastor. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Don't stop there. I don't know, but, you know, I, I, I read, I grew up in King James. It's stuck in me, and I read other translations all the time, but I love this way it said, because in my Bible, in, chapter, in verse 16, it says, I'll give you another comforter, capital C. And, and so much better than any counselor on this earth. And I tell you what, there's a lot of times I need capital C comforter to come in my life. Tell you what. And probably you should be praying that he comes right now for you. Amen. Even the spirit of truth. See, I have the truth. I don't have to look for the truth. I don't have to give proof of the truth. I have peace of truth. And not P-I-E-C-E. -E. The greater one lives inside of me. He lives inside of me. He lives inside of me. Go down to verse 19, because we could keep going to this all day. And we'll, finally, we'll, is she ever going to come to the end of this? Yes, I am. Maybe. <laughs> we'll pause for today and keep going tomorrow, right? Uh, <laughs> verse 19. Yet a little while, and the world sees me no more. But you see me because I live you shall live also. Amen. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. No, you know, you know, I like the words of that song, but I don't like the hmm of it. You know, it says like something like a morning song, like everybody died. <laughs> because living has become such a weighty thing and weighted wrong. Right? 
truth. Life is fun. I have fun. I do. I yell it like party buses. <laughs> And well, I didn't really yell, but everybody knows here I have a big voice and I probably don't need a microphone. And, and I didn't that night. <laughs> but we did laugh very long after. <laughs> God is fun. He's joy filled. He's not, you know, if, if he made you to laugh, he, he laughs too. He laughs too. That we would live. Oh, that's right. If I can just get to heaven. I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking I'm making every day count. I'm making the devil so miserable. He hates my name. He didn't like it when I'm awake. Good. Amen. Amen. He should not like it the moment that your feet hit the floor in the morning. Some of our feet hit a little slower than others, but we're getting there. <laughs> there you go. Amen. And that's what we want. We live. What's that mean for you? Live. I'm not sliding around. I'm not sliding through the dirt. I'm not looking like dirt. I'm not having dirt stuck on me. Live clean, pure, holy, righteous, just, fun. I always thought holiness was boring. Truth. I was, you know, they talk about purity and all that stuff, and I think, oh, man. When we were in Poland, we went into the, this castle, inside the castle in Poland, in, in uh, Krakow. There was, you know, the castles have chapels in them or whatever, Catholic church. And a whole bunch of don't talk in here and don't touch. This was not a good place for Pastor Gwen. <laughs> and there are like sh signs everywhere and a few priests sh and, you know, and, and like even my whisper is not a whisper. <laughs> and like I'm in there <laughs> everywhere and echoes and echoes. And, and she's looking at me going, this is not going to last long. <laughs> And we're going in, they've got all these like holy stuff, don't touch it, you know. And and I and, and that's what they, they oh it's holy, you can't touch it. And that's why I have a problem. And this little thing starts to like mm, inside religious devils and me don't have we're not pals. And you gotta know that a religious devil because that's not holiness. And that's not holy. It's weird. And that's exalting stuff more than God. Yeah. You can be holy and we're runners. Right. <laughs> sure enough, I'm like, I get a look and then I get the giggles. Oh no, I had to get out. <laughs> Bless the Lord. And, and like, it's like a one way trail. And it wasn't, there wasn't dot city. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like the safety dots, stand in the dot, save your life. It wasn't that time. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, right? Those dots on the floor here. Stand this. When you're on the dot, your life will be saved. <laughs> there were none of that, but there were arrows <laughs> because you come in one door and go out the other. So I had to go all the way through without bursting out into like, <laughs> you know, just because you're not allowed to. <laughs> Thank you for all you people who can't relate because <laughs> you have this great peace inside you. It just was, you know, and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. And I want to touch things. I know you're not supposed to, and I want to look, and I want to touch. I was looking for that Black Mary. <laughs> I heard so much about it, and I, and I prayed about it. And I thought, I want to touch that thing. You're not allowed to. <sighs> but it wasn't in there, so I was glad. Probably a good thing, because I probably would have taken it off the wall accidentally. <laughs> you know, that's kind of, you know, they got the things like this. 
you know, the little ropes and strings, and like, you just got to know, stay away, because if I touch it, the whole thing coming down, you know. <laughs> You've seen them in the bank, <laughs> bad news. So I, I try to avoid those things altogether, because when I get like that, I also get like fidgety. And so then I'm like fidgety, and then, you know, it's something bad going to happen, really bad, and I'm going to be in the middle of it going, you know, tangled in the mess of ropes and you know, you can just imagine how bad that would be. And so God is good to Pastor Gwen, and I found that quick exit out, you know, because they always make a way out for those people who need an exit halfway through. And, and I got out, like, she's like, where'd you go? I'm like, safety. <laughs> God keeps us safe, but he's alive in us. And, and you think, well, praise the Lord. You know, I talk about myself to encourage you because your problems aren't as big as mine, little agitations. And so that way you can feel better when you go home. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you know, I, this is not holiness. It's not holiness. It's religious. It's religion. And I can't see a time where that did anybody any good. Not once. Not ever. But I do believe in Acts 1-8, where we should get that power flowing. But we don't have to wait anymore. We don't have to wait for stuff. I don't have to prove the truth. I'm not on a truth-proof method, you know. But I'm also not afraid to tell you the truth. Ever. And I realize sometimes when we talk the truth, and some things might have agitated people today, but let God fix it. Get the apples out of your belly. You know, there's times when I, I so made truth an idol. I share that as, as precious because I, I like right doctrine. I do. And I'm quite certain I could convince God to like it. <laughs> I like purity. I like, I like the feel of it. I like to know that I'm not going to have to deal with people who lie. But you know what? I was a liar once. And God fixed me. I know when I was a teenager, there was all kinds of things I was embarrassed of. Things that I, I didn't want to bring before God. And so I lied to cover up. And, and I didn't know how to get out of that mess. It was so, so, even so easy to lie and to maintain a cover of lie. But the lie grew. And it grew. And it grew. Until one day, a man with some courage faced me, called me out. Well, we were eating. Before we even got one spoon in my mouth, I felt ill. For some reason, I knew something was about to go down. And it wasn't the food. <laughs> I knew this person, not a well-known person, not a person with a big name, just someone who loved people. So I say, love people. God will work through you. But we're going to have to get outside our walls. I was outside the wall. He was outside the walls of his church. He'd started a group to help young people because that was what God put on his heart. And he kept staring at me across the table. He sat us all down and he had this long table. And he says, why don't you sit there? He puts me right directly at the end and he sat at the other end and there's like, I don't know, 10 people there. And I'm like, and he stares at me the whole time. I'm like, I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke. <laughs> but I felt that way 
because sin had risen up in my life and begun to take over. And the lies were continuing, and the lies were upon lies and lies upon lies. But you know, when he talked to me, he never said, you're a liar. He did not. God's here, and he wants to help you. Can I pray for you? And he began to pray for me. And I haven't been able to lie since. You know, these times, a bazillion things happen. And I go, no, well, that's not really the truth. It really wasn't a bazillion. I have to, you know, correct myself all the time. I went, like I've said, I go through the border. I have to tell, are you bringing anything back? Yes, I ate pie. I'm not supposed to eat pie. <laughs> you know, it's like I took truth serum because the spirit of truth lives in me. And it's funny, but true. And where I was bound by a lying spirit, it went out that day. And I haven't looked back. Because what Jesus heals, he heals. What he delivers you from, he doesn't do a halfway job. I'm, aren't you glad your pastor tells the truth? It's so much easier than to tell the stories again because that's how I remember it. <laughs> and if I lied, it would be hard to remember all the lies because I couldn't keep them then either. There are many reasons we stay in sin. Don't let the cover of darkness be the one. Hmm? Don't be afraid of the apples in your belly that you might have eaten. And you might feel kicked out of the garden. the blood of Jesus so precious so proven proven so good so clean so precious when we sing you think oh there goes pastor running around the church I couldn't run four years ago couldn't run I couldn't dance. I know what it is to live in pain, but I don't know what it is to live not in pain. It's better this way. I love God. We have a short time. We want to live every day bigger. Bigger. We're not the people looking for a sign. Let's look up to him. Amen. Stand up. We will not be distracted looking to affirm the signs of the times. That your voice is strong. Oh, your voice is strong. Your voice is strong and in your people. In your people. Oh, your voice is strong. Your voice is strong in us. It is strong in us and we will hear and we will know and we don't have to worry about the time. We'll not get under that. We will not get under that. We see the lure to discern the times through the things and to measure our time by the things that this world says. But we will not fall prey to that. We will hear your voice. We will obey your voice. Your voice is strong and in a strong. Hallelujah.
You are the great God. You know just how to reach your people. You know just what to say to your people. You know how to move your people from one place to the next. Breketele, imbroda, rote de keshe, imbroto, reketele, ibrasakacha. We will not be deceived, koshokada. And we will be strong, and we won't be moved. We won't be moved by the winds and the times of this world. We will be moved by your voice, by your ways, by your ways. Akalehete, imbro doso koshokete, iprabalhenene, itolo soto rabasha. Oh, come on. The places where knowledge tried to have us, we throw it down in Jesus' name. We want you, the king of knowledge, the all-knowing God. We want you, the all-knowing God, the all-knowing God. We come to you. We come to you. You're above all. Your thoughts, your ways, they're above all. The places where knowledge became an idol. We kick you over. We're not falling prey to that. We are a people strong. We are a people mighty. We are a people under your hand. We will go. We will see this uh, nation where you planted us. This city where you planted us. We will see them turn for you. We will see it. We say it. And we've asked for the nations. And we will continue to ask for them. We see the nations among us. We recognize them among us. And we thank you for them. We thank you for them. We thank you for the words to reach them. Oh, it's a time. Some of you got stopped up in your growth. You got stopped up. You got stopped up. But if you'll let the pruning take place, great branches are coming in its place. Great branches that will carry, carry great fruit. This is not the fruit that you thought were signs and wonders. But there's a place some of you have cried out, I just want to be that 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 demonstration that example of Jesus that's who I want to be that and that's the fruit he's longing to hang from your trees and as you yield as you go you will see that these kind of branches are just grafted in that they weren't worked in they were grafted in they were grafted into you it wasn't a work that took a process it wasn't a work it did not come by your everyday steps. It came by grafting. It came by grafting. Boom, it was there. Just bam, it was there. 
Bam, it was there. By grafting and not by your works. Some of you have been trying so hard to work it out and to be. But you need the grafting today. You need the grafting. Let the grafting come through the blood of Jesus where you're grafted in. Grafted in. Grafted in. You can't make you better. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, doing the work that was planned so that we can go in strength and in your name. Great. Great. We receive your grafting this day. We receive the grafting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where things have been stopped up, blocked up and stopped up. I heard this. I heard this. Oh, Pastor, I don't know if I'll ever get past. And then you put, there's a thing there. It's more than one of you. I don't know if I'll ever get past. And then you fill in the blank. But I want to tell you something. He doesn't condemn you. He gets you over. And if you'll let him, he'll get you over. He'll get you over. Come on. Oh, he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. The places where hurt went so deep, you thought that memory would stay with you until you went to the grave. You've even spoken that out of your mouth. I'll always remember. But that's not Jesus. That's not the blood. He's not remembering. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed it, he's removed the hurt of it if you let him. If you'll let him, if you'll let him, he'll cleanse your memories too. A loving God would never want you to continue to remember hurts that wounded you. And he loves you so very much. Come on, receive his love. He'll heal and he'll, tell, he'll remove them. You're the only one putting the never in that sentence. <clears throat> Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. It is our time. You are the way. You are the truth. 
and you are the life. Hallelujah. In us. In us now. In us now. Don't worry about what's coming. What you need to know, he'll tell you. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.